I have a audience, test audience, which is my parents. Um, and and Lauren, is Brooke listening? I don't actually know. I did email them all. I don't know if I know that Jason and Jasmine at least listened to the first episode. I don't know if they listened to the second or the third because hmm. I just sent the third one out. Not to you because you won't even try and listen to it. Nope. So you don't even get it on your nope. My computer. dad might. Oh, so should I send it to you so you can forward it to Alan? Yeah, that'll work. Our devoted fans. Yes. Parents. <laughs> Parents. Good times. Well, uh, this is other people's shit. Okay. So let's talk about <laughs> these lights. Yeah. Um, you can see them behind me. Um, no one can mm-hmm. hear them. No fine. one can hear them because no they're them. good at doing their job, which is yes. being lights. Yes, they are. If you get really, really <laughs> close to the circuit board, you can hear them, which concerned me. But then I realized that it was supposed to do that. So it's fine. Um, I'll start by um, referencing my favorite ever webcomic. It's called XKCD. It's written by this guy. I think his name is Randall. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. he writes comics about uh, everything but... He's a computer scientist type person, so a lot of it is like code jokes or or weird hardware jokes or uh, um, I think his wife has cancer or something, so jokes about that. Um, but it's mm-hmm. just a generally funny webcomic, and you've probably seen it and just not known that there are literally 2,000 of them that exist. But I've read every single one, except for the newest one, 1993. Mm-hmm. Uh, but comic 1,988 is called Containers. And it talks about uh, how long ago uh, he wanted to be able to use an old tablet as a wall display. Uh, And he had an app and a calendar web page that he wanted to show side by side, but the OS didn't have uh, split screen support. So he decided to build his own app. I like how you said uh, a long time ago, but then you said tablet, which in my mind directly conflicts oh it, it definitely does continue. i think it's part of the comedy it's actually written in the comic which i'm, I'm paraphrasing right now uh, oh perfect yeah okay. long ago being like the early 2000s um or no oh, oh no tablets no. didn't come out until like 2008 right something like that something like that i don't actually remember anyway he starts working on his own app and then realizes that he's got two old phones that are still functional but not as phones they just will display things so instead of building this app for split screen support because this thing never has to move, he just takes the phones, downloads each app onto one of them, and then glues them together side by side. So the moral of the story is uh, he never learned how to write software, but he just learned how to glue stuff together that he doesn't understand, which is basically what writing software is. <laughs> so so after moving back from San Diego, uh, I, had, I had unpacked everything. And the first thing I wanted to do was put my lights back up because I feel like it adds to the the ambiance of the room, <laughs> and it's just it just really makes it feel like home. So your I, lights make it feel like your room. Yeah, like that's exactly. That's the defining factor. It's it's the thing that happens in my room. It's not like somebody else's. And I live here again. Like the second I put them back up, I was I felt like this was my house again. That's what I felt like putting all of my stuff from the dorm and from like our dorm room into my room was i was like i could sleep here again for the first Mm -hmm. time yeah but the first yeah and like the last night there and the first night here were both rough because there were there was nothing like it wasn't Mm -hmm. mine it was just empty blank walls which is more intimidating than you think it's gonna be like Ah. 
yeah anyway more on that later um mm -hmm. the i i plug in the lights and uh it's already set on the uh the fade from red to green to blue to red to green to blue and it's it's a nice little background and i realized mm -hmm. that the red and the green were working fine but only the first three leds were uh were producing blue and everything after that wasn't working my immediate thought is that uh it's a it's a voltage issue because it the way that these work is they light up all the reds and then once it gets through the reds it lights up all the greens and then once it gets through the greens it lights up all the blues because that's uh, the order in which these leds use power and there are i'm sure lots of little backup side circuits that will prevent one led from uh from blocking the flow of electricity all the way through the entire strip so that if one breaks it doesn't blow out the entire circuit it just breaks that one and then it can skip to the next one mm. so uh, I'm thinking this, and then my immediate reaction is to ask about what I should be doing on Reddit. Um, uh, and because Reddit is your research because, for literally anything. Yeah, Reddit is my research for literally anything. Um, and here I am trying to work on a, a DIY, DIY electronics project, and the first thing I do is go on Reddit. I don't even have a multimeter, and the first response <laughs> says as much. He's like, if this is a DIY electronics project and your first reaction is to go to Reddit, you, you, you're flying blind, dude. Like, you got to... You gotta get a multimeter. Figure so. that ish out. Yeah. So I did. I, I ordered a multimeter, and it came, and it's wonderful. I love it. Um, and I, uh, I open the circuit box, and I, I, I look at the board, and I do this with a lot of broken electronics, because I like to think I'm really smart and know a lot about them, but I actually know mm -hmm. nothing. So I call it checking for damage, when really I'm just looking at it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what damage looks like. Uh, so, and I, 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 I took my new multimeter, and I, I put it on lots of different components, on the uh on on lots of different parts of the of the strip and of the circuit board and and all of them checked out or i, I think they checked out because i also don't know what the right voltages should be but th they were all the same where they should all be the same and they were all different where they all should be different so it, it seemed right you know uh and so so the voltages check out so uh it, it that leads me to believe that um it's something wrong with one of the more complicated portions of the board it's not like a, a capacitor or or resistor is like out of place or something i don't know how electronics work yet uh <laughs> okay but, electrical engineer yeah nothing nothing that i can see nothing big is damaged um or so i think so then okay. it's probably uh, a more complicated piece and the only the most complicated piece in this setup is the transistor uh do you know what a transistor is I've heard about a transistor, and I'm sure if you started telling me what that was, I was like, I would be like, yeah, no, I know what that is. Actually, uh, I I have also heard of a transistor and don't know what it is. Uh, oh. It's currently uh, magic. I like to think that all electrical components are magic until I figure out how they work. Now, are you trying to figure that out, like, freehand? Are you trying to, like, ooh, I'm a cool electrical engineer, dude, so I know how to fix this? Or uh, are you just going to end up Googling that shit? Well, you know, the, the first step is to always Google that shit, because that's, that's how you learn. Um, a transistor so... is a semiconductor device used to amplify or switch electronic signals and electrical power. It is composed of a semiconductor material. Should I continue? No, that's, yeah, that's perfect. Um, Great. See, I know what those words mean. Um, I don't know how to fix one or the specifics of how it works. Ooh, uh, that's so, a thing that I also would not have any idea how to yes, do. Yes, exactly. And the reason is because most transistors now are in computers, 
and they are microtransistors. Um, and microtransistors, some of them are so small that they are literally circuits built up of like three electrons. That's the smallest possible transistor that you can make. Three electrons? Yeah, because if you can get That's three electrons to move, then you've got a circuit. Hell, you could do it with two or one, but like three huh. is different pieces of information. You can, yeah. yeah, you can work with with individual electrons to make the tiniest possible circuits. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, and the 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 um, next step in computer science is figuring out how to make it even smaller, which is not theoretically possible, but I think someone's doing it somehow. Well, because uh, an electron is the smallest portion of energy that we have, or that yeah. we have access to change and like, yeah. work with. Yeah, theoretically, if you get smaller than an electron, then you're not actually working with, with charge anymore, and that would be yeah. something that we don't really know about. I think. Yeah. I don't know that I don't know. There's so much I don't know. Anyway. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I figure out that it's it's there's there's probably something wrong with the transistor, I think. So I'm like, great, now i got to learn what a transistor is. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I start researching what a transistor is. I do I do start Googling. Um, and this goes on for about five minutes before I get really bored and I don't want to learn about transistors or how to fix them. So I'm thinking, okay, what if it is damaged and I just can't see it and I can just bypass the damaged part? So if it is just like the the first three LEDs are broken and then the fourth or first three LEDs work and the fourth LED is broken and because of that five onwards is is also not working the, the current's just mm -hmm. not getting there like with christmas lights yeah right when you yeah. have like one and you're like hey why won't the rest light up and it's like hey it's because that one's broken yeah and i'm thinking well these are leds these are much more sophisticated so that's that's definite that's not the issue of course my lights are are superior to your ordinary christmas lights uh they're yeah. not um so they're not <laughs> they're not they're the same they're the same they are lights christmas lights or uh hanukkah lights Sorry, oh, I realized that I was yeah, being Yeah, did you just assume my religion, Angie? Uh, excuse me. No, I assumed that you would be able to relate right. to... Okay, well, I took a religions uh, class, religion. so... <laughs> I was in that class, too, so... <laughs> okay, um, anyway, I... <laughs> I, <laughs> my, I just want to bypass the damage part, right? So I'm thinking, okay, well, these lights are already broken. I don't really care if they get more broken, and I can't use them more. So it, they have these little little copper pieces on them that you can there they've got a scissor symbol on them you're supposed to cut them out and just uh solder them or, or electrical tape them together and i i test it by literally just folding two of them together across the um the part that's broken to the mm -hmm. part that works and the entire string immediately lights up and i'm thinking why wasn't that the first thing i did like that was the easiest possible solution so it yeah. was just one broken led and none of them like none of the rest of them work so I spend some time trying to figure out the best way to to cut up the the strip and re-plug it in so that it still works and not have to do some janky tape job. Um, so mm -hmm. instead I do a, a janky splicing job by literally cutting off the connectors on one end. Um, <laughs> yeah, it works now, but it's also got yeah. open wires sitting on my desk. I should probably deal with that at some point. Um, yeah, you also have a tendency to like put liquids on your desk, like like soda cups from restaurants at least you know when you have that yeah, capability i do which that and open wires doesn't seem to no it, it'll probably well. end in disaster at some point if i don't get mm -hmm. uh is soda conductive like water would be i it's mostly water so probably well, yeah but does the sugar do anything to that sugar 
I mean, I don't know. I think sugar's a heat conductor, so it's probably a, an electrical conductor as well. Probably not a very good one. Well, no, but, but if it already has all the water and then you add the sugar and it's a heat conductor, then it probably has a higher chance of actually bursting into flames. Probably, yeah. I wouldn't want to spill soda on, on electrical wires. R.I.P. every 90s computer engineer ever who is like, it's fine, I'll just enjoy my Coca-Cola while working on the frickin' first Macintosh computer. I'm adding Steve Jobs. I'm assuming he drank Coke while working. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Steve Wozniak would be a, well, yeah. a better. But I see what you mean. The moral of the story is <laughs> I still don't know what a transistor is. Uh, and you'd never have to understand, learn, or make anything for yourself to be good at a craft. You just have to be good at gluing together things other people made that you don't fully understand. So Wonderful. Yeah, that's the lesson for today. Never learn anything. Just Never copy. learn anything. Mm -hmm. That's what college has taught me. That's what college has taught me. If you can be lazy, be lazy. Officially <laughs> now? <laughs> honestly? Honestly, that's what college is really. College is really just, hey, how can you get through general education credits that you'll barely ever use later on mm -hmm. with a grade passing enough to say that you did it yeah but yeah so i came back and of course me being me and doing the most convenient amount of work in order to get the same grade uh mm -hmm. still has the level of education that i should but i get stupid sometimes so i i came back home and i, I immediately wrote on our whiteboard in our kitchen this like fake recipe that you should not follow it was something like three pounds of potatoes two tablespoons of flour and then like olive oil or some shit I don't, it was not like an actual recipe it was meant to be a joke recipe okay. and then the last little thing in the recipe said do not follow this recipe and my mom like two days later was like angie you're in college do you not know how to spell potatoes and i was like <laughs> No, I forgot. I forgot that you need to add an E. And so I was like, um... You wrote potatoes. 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 Um, so I was there just kind of mortified and like melting into the couch. And my dad was like, Angie, are you okay? And I was like, definitely not. 100% not. I'm still waiting for my grades to come out. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so it's fine. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. But... My, um... My stepdad was also one of the first members of his family to go to college uh, for a, a much longer story, which I'll tell you later. Mm -hmm. But um, he, uh, his parents pushed him to go, essentially. They, mm -hmm. his entire family worked on a farm and, and they were like, you need to go to college. You need to, you need to work hard now so you can, so you can have money to study later and, and you mm -hmm. can get out of this, this Indiana shithole, essentially. So he did. Mm -hmm. uh, and now whenever he goes back, they give him crap for it. No, oh, you educated college boy. You, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Your dad, the teacher. Yeah. No, stepdad. I love it. My... Oh, stepdad? Yeah. Sorry, what does your stepdad do? I don't think I know. He is a fraud investigator for the state of Alaska. Uh, you fraud investigator. That has, <laughs> that has a much better ring to it. <laughs> yeah. No, but he's got, he's got um, a degree in... Uh, Oh, what is it? In I think chemistry, specializing in um, uh, cleaning or dealing with hazardous materials. Oh. So it's a hazmat degree. Um, he was a firefighter for a really long time. He was an EMT. Uh, he's a really interesting person. 
from but now he's a fraud investigator well of course yeah from the pictures that beth your mother has shown me of your stepdad that makes so much more sense that he was like he was a firefighter and he was like that's just really cool and it makes total sense to me yeah yeah he's a really cool because i feel like your stepdad is a lot like my dad where it's kind of like a bear you want to hug but also like you could hurt me (laughs) yeah that's pretty accurate he also <laughs> kind of doesn't like people, which is why he lives 12 miles away from the nearest civilization on like Honestly, 10 acres of land. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand that feeling. That's my, my dad has said that for so long. Like, I feel like there's just some dad codes, right? Where it's like, okay, I got to watch like street racing shows. Got to watch Alaska, the wilderness. I got to mm-hmm. watch like <laughs> Last Frontier. And then I got to watch yeah. some kind of like, some kind of miscellaneous show throw in there. And like my dad's jam was always like alaska the last frontier and he would watch and he would be like you know i could do that i could live just in the middle of nowhere and do that myself and i was like dad um your back hurts when you stand (laughs) in the kitchen too long and he's like it's fine it would be fine and i was like okay sure i'll do it i'll help you you know my my parents also have like this thing because i'm a theater student so they're like oh so when you're rich and famous and i was like "Uh, no um just so Every time he's like, <laughs> sorry, I did that noise because David knows that I would like to be successful, but I don't want to be famous ever. Uh, but yes. When millions of people are listening to this podcast or something. <laughs> hey, hey, don't mention me ever, <laughs> ever. Don't just say that podcast. I want our podcast to be successful, not me. Yeah. David Siegel and whoever he talks to, you know. And that other girl. You know the one. No, I don't. Exactly. Not to um, one-up you or anything on the Alaska thing. No, it's fine. But, uh, it's not like your parents my... actually live in Alaska. <laughs> my, um, my stepdad, not only has he watched Ice Road Truckers, but he is <laughs> friends with one of the truckers on Ice Road Truckers. What? Wait, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Oh, man. Um, I think he's been an ice road trucker at one point in his life. Of course he has. That's a, that's super cool. I feel like, yeah, that's definitely one of those dad shows. Because I was thinking about and it. And, yeah. I hear most reality shows, like, they'll, they'll like, increase the excitement um, and only shove in the things that are, like, that are cool for the show. And they'll, they'll leave out the monotony. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's being an ice road trucker, like, is you're a trucker like a lot of it is a boring job but anytime something happens that you need to pay attention to it's actually that exciting yeah like i hear actually... that there's actually like some danger involved with that because i mean that would make sense they're trucking yeah. on on icy roads i see roads yeah yeah that makes sense to me i think that that's like um my dad also recently started watching Naked and Afraid, which was one of those shows that, like, I never... I would see it on the, like, on-demand list. And I was like, yeah. no, why would anyone watch that? Yeah, and he, same. like, one day out of the blue was, like, watching it. And I was like, why are you watching this? And he was like, you know, I thought that too. But now that I see it, it's actually not bad. And I was like, all right, sure. And now that it's been in the background, I kind of know what he's talking about. It's like a mixture of Bear Grylls and like the Kardashians. It's kind of in between yeah. there. Although the fa- just... any fans are going to be like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big fan of. Um, <clears throat> I've only ever seen the the memes of like Naked and Afraid uncensored, where they still censor everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's. I was watching my. That was on the background uh, when my family was here the other day, and my little cousin went, "What are we watching?" She's eight. Um, <laughs> and we were like, "Well, it's just this show where they drop people in the middle of the wilderness and they have to survive." And we were explaining it to her in like eight, like eight-year-old terms, and they were like, "Yeah, why?" Is- Ew, that's their butt. And we were like, mm-hmm, that is their butt. You are supposed to think that's gross right now. Good job. <laughs> you are good Good being eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we can tell you about this show. I know, right? Well, because she was yeah. like, why are they naked? And I was like, well, it brings them back closer to nature because we didn't always wear clothes as humans. And she was like, that's gross. And I was like, yes, yes, you as an eight-year-old need to think that's gross social <laughs> constructs say mm-hmm. <sighs> that's one of those things that i definitely missed being home like in a household with people was having tv on in the background of things yes background tv is important mm-hmm. it's it's like okay i really missed being an introvert i at, mm. at a college dorm you always have to be next to a person basically so you can't really decide Sorry, that you're gonna in go have... our college dorms in our college because dorm, at least. we had a lot of friends on our side of our hall as all as well so mm-hmm. you could go into your room but people are gonna well, come even in still with you if you're in a place like if you're in a place where you don't you're not friends with everyone on your floor like you still don't have complete privacy you still yeah. are sharing a room with your roommate yeah unless you have a signal sing- single but Unless you have a signal, signal, hello, paging, paging my roommate. Sorry, I didn't mean to break up what you were saying <laughs> with a joke that wasn't funny. It definitely wouldn't land. It's all good. I can say you can edit it out later and then you can not edit it out because it's funny. <laughs> I'm running on such little sleep today. <laughs> I've been yeah. I've been sleeping until like one p.m. every day. See, I I'm haven't almost been. nocturnal. <clears throat> I'm really you? glad that thank you. That was a cough, but thank you. Oh, I'm really glad yeah. we are on two separate tracks for this because being sick, I can now edit out my coughs and it won't have any effect on your side of the audio. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, sick. Yeah, I am sick. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, moving <laughs> moving out definitely also got me sick. I think yeah. that was it because we also lived in one of the oldest dorms and I realize now that like there's some backstory to this, but one our, our oldest dorm that we lived in was from like the seventies, I think, right? David, it was like sixties or seventies. Something like that. Yeah. And so I think, didn't Steven say his mom like went there? Steven lives on our floor. Didn't didn't he yeah. say like his mom lived in Olmeca or something? Maybe. <clears throat> Honestly, it could have been anything. Yeah. I wouldn't really know at the moment, mm-hmm. off the top of my head at least. But So it's pretty old, though. So one of our friends who lived with us now, if his mom lived in our dorm, just imagine that's at least, what, 20 years if she's... Yeah, she younger. she would have lived there and not been the first person to live there. Like, oh, she would have lived there like yeah. 10 years after it was built. Or more, yeah. yeah. Um, So... That's just our dorm, and we definitely had a lot of mold problems, which was definitely not dealt with as well as it could have been, but I understand there's a lot of difficulties once you move in a huge number of people. Uh, 
So I think that everyone moving out stirred up a lot of the dust and the mold back into the air because we were all leaving roughly at the same time. But then because it was staggered at least a little bit, you got every single person moving like a day or a few hours in advance. So there was never a time when things just settled. Yeah. I also just think moving in general and like, or just being done like, like post event mm-hmm. letdown sometimes causes or coincides with sickness. Just I think like so your too. body is postponing it until you're ready to be sick. Yeah. Well, as you someone who also did shows, did you guys always get the post-show sickness? Because that oh, was... Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Even in shows where people weren't making out. Like, people got sick after Crucible. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't think it has anything to do with just making out on stage. Although that is a thing that definitely got people sick fast in well, a couple not, of the shows. Not uh, on stage. Well, no. no. Also yeah. making out backstage. Teenagers Mostly. are gross. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I think I think a lot of it is just your body's under so much stress that it's like, oh, I can't get sick, I can't get sick, I can't get sick. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're done. And then all of your guards get let down and mm-hmm. all of a sudden your white blood cells and your antibodies mm-hmm. are like, we're on mm-hmm. vacation. And then your whole body just slowly yeah. starts de- deteriorating. Yeah. There's probably no scientific <laughs> merit to that theory, but it Definitely feels not. right. You know? It feels so, right. I'm sure that's yeah. what it is. There's some Osmosis yeah. Jones stuff going in on um, inside my body, and I, I stand by that. That, that, however, that is scientifically perfectly accurate, the entire Osmosis show. Jones? Yeah. Osmosis Jones is oh, literally how, that? yeah, it's a cop show inside your body. Yeah, like fishtails, different... right? That was another one like, of those. That's exactly like how biomes work underwater. Fishtails? Is that what the name oh, of Oh, fishtails, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, wait, exactly... shark, shark tails. It was shark Shark tails. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. There's mm-hmm. so many... So, so many shows and movies that start like that or have that kind of name because i'm sure fishtails is probably a thing somewhere right whatever shark tails probably duck tails like the, the dubbed chinese version or something probably <laughs> yeah I, things get lost in translation but there's like a whole list of like weird translations in japanese i think yeah i have a shirt probably. uh in japanese um written in Japanese that uh, one of my friends who was in a Japanese class got for me. Um, and I specifically asked for it um, because I wanted a shirt with Japanese characters on it that I didn't know uh, or what it meant Yeah. or said. It's too small for me, but oh. someday I'll display it on my wall and someone will be like, what why do you have a shirt mean? that says X on it? And I'll laugh. And you'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I didn't I know just, it said I that. I just wanted it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of like every list that you see on those Facebook articles where it's like six bad tattoos or like top 15 worst tattoos to get. And there's always on that list. It is always including some kind of Japanese or Chinese character. And you're like, well, you got, you, you could have done your research. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what you're upset see, about. One, I don't know if it's true, but the story about the person who like got a tattoo of a barcode and and i thought it was some like some like serious like message and then someone scanned them at a safeway and it rung up for a bag of doritos that's the, <laughs> that's my favorite thing yeah it'd be hilarious if it was real i don't know if it is though oh yeah i hope so <laughs> me too i hope it's real oh um oh i registered to vote this morning you did because primary elections are coming up those are coming up mm-hmm. i am unable to vote in some of the primary stuff why because i registered without a party 
oh, um, in California, that does not matter. Really? For primary elections uh, that are except for presidential <laughs> and vice presidential elections in California, okay. um, it is a completely open primary. You get a ballot which doesn't even have them uh, split by party. It's literally just each um, uh, each position has a list of all the people who are campaigning for that position, and yeah. you just you just pick your favorite, and then the top two from each list go into the generals. So you could theoretically have a one hundred percent Democrat uh, general. Wow! If everyone, if the top two in each category are just Democrats, the yeah. more you know. It's fantastic. I love it. It's completely nonpartisan yeah. primaries. Super liberal. I love it. No. Um. <laughs> I think um, this is only, like, the f- fourth or fifth year that we've done that. Hmm. I think well, it's the fourth. interesting, though, because it's definitely not like that in some places. I was talking to someone yeah. about Illinois politics for a little bit, and I don't remember why. But Illinois polit- politics in Illinois is crazy. Like, there's everything from, like, local governors have, mm-hmm. like, slander campaigns on television like there are people who will run not not like just senators not just like not like bigger part like house things or senate things like no there will be like local representation where it's like management of water or something like that (laughs) where there are literal slander campaigns on television (laughs) where they actually paid for this kind of thing and it's it's ridiculous but that's why we're called the did you know City. that ted blevins drinks soda as your water manager <laughs> i would never <laughs> i would never i like that you said blevins too because i i don't know a politician named blevins but i did have a high school t- a teacher at my high school whose name was blevins he's actually uh nin- the ninja like the fortnite streamer it's oh, his yeah. brother yeah oh ninja's brother yeah ninja's brother was a teacher at my high school Uh, (laughs) that's hilarious yeah i think it's crazy and apparently he's such a great guy and there is some recent controversy i guess because apparently ninja was trying to cut back on swearing on his channel and some people were like no we don't want your regulated stuff this is bullshit you're trying to appeal to society and he was like there are 12 year olds that want to watch my stream yeah. And their parents won't let them. So I'm going to do this so they mm-hmm. can. And they were all, there's a lot of complaints about it. But then there's a whole bunch of people who were like, hey, power to you. Like, that's great. Yeah. Ninja's getting, like, too popular. Like, if this keeps going, like, he'll he'll probably be one of the first people to rival PewDiePie in that Oh, honestly? That, uh-huh. that would be really cool. I would it would be. That. Yeah. I think that it's just, I don't know, he's already just such a good influence that it's, I don't know, I think it's going to have a lot of really good effect on a lot of kids because Fortnite itself, let's be real, Fortnite has become one of the defining factors of 2018. And yeah, I think absolutely. it was it was last year too, wasn't it? When did Fortnite come out? Uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know when the Battle Royale actually came out. It's yeah. been in the works for like eight years. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Obviously, 2018 was when when Fortnite really became yeah when it took popular. Off. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's gonna stay. I don't know. They keep doing enough where they change just enough at just the right time that it continues to do really well. And I think that's really cool. But 
Yeah. They've got a, a really solid model. And they're yeah. technically still an alpha, which means they get to remake the game at least two more times. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. If they do that. Yeah. Mm. But... Yeah, no, I think that's really cool. I think it's interesting the game culture that has come out of it because let's there's been so much to come out of Fortnite. Like Fortnite memes themselves have become another entity of just where are we dropping boys? Mm-hmm. Like We've had yeah, we've had multiple phases of Fortnite memes. Like where are we yeah. dropping boys is not really a thing anymore. Like no. it's Yeah. And mm. you see it all almost in real time cuz there's just so many people that I don't know. I feel like it's spreading some of the most widely known memes. It's like its own meme culture where people who normally wouldn't, I don't know. Actually, do you think, I feel like the audience for Fortnite and the audience for online memes definitely overlap a lot. Probably. The Venn diagram is it's pretty close to a circle, you think? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. I mean, at least not in the Reddit community. I, I think r slash Fortnite has like 4,000 subscribers or something, or it did oh. when I subscribed. So, yeah, but it's not. Not sure. I don't know. I I don't think that the Fortnite memes are really. They don't need to be spread on things like Reddit. Yeah, there's so many players that it's just a cultural thing yeah. where it yeah. just started being a thing, simultaneously, yeah. simultaneous evolution. What was the last? What was the last game to do this? Because there's definitely like. There's never been, such a wide, sweeping cultural phenomenon that came in the form of a video game like this i don't hear think. me out yeah minecraft i think would be the okay because if you think yeah. about it it minecraft was also at a good time where i think fortnite is the minecraft of streaming where minecrafters became youtubers and like you're youtube right. started taking yeah. off at the same time that minecraft started minecraft, taking off yeah you're right and they kind of both went up those hills together and then peaked mm-hmm. also at the same time i feel like and youtube obviously with the possibilities of its content yeah. has well, definitely and then, and then what happened was that google bought youtube and microsoft bought minecraft and they both split yeah at that point it was it wasn't as accessible anymore uh-huh. but also huh. streaming is just starting to get big also so if you think about it like twitch streaming twitch is becoming a huge platform and i think mm-hmm. as of now fortnite is a huge thing to do with specifically twitch streaming yeah absolutely yeah i mean ninja is probably part of the reason it took off so much like oh yeah if you have a face for anything you're much more likely to succeed absolutely which is i think is really cool and i think fortnite hopefully will give people and creators the same opportunity that minecraft did because if you think about how many people how many game game you gamers on youtube sorry i couldn't speak for a second but if you think about how many youtube gamers became famous became popular because of minecraft that's a lot yeah did you do you watch or pay attention to any of the awards shows for youtube like the streamies or anything like that i don't i don't watch the awards all right that's all right. I just kind of hide in my game grumps corner yeah, game grumps is your jam it's my go-to. Mm-hmm. I still, I still occasionally will click. I my my list of subscribers is from when I was literally twelve. Yeah. So I definitely still have Captain Sparkles and Markiplier mm. on there. Um, not to not to oust people who aren't twelve and watch Captain Sparkles and Markiplier, but that's where I was. 
when I was in middle oh, school. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, people who did watch Markiplier and Captain Sparkles at the age of 12 are now watching, maybe not Captain Sparkles, but like some of Markiplier's stuff now. Oh, yeah. Because he also yeah. grew from that point. Uh-huh. Uh, I think actually- Captain Sparkles not... didn't as much. No. Well, it I'm is, thinking is... about like other Minecraft specific gamer YouTubers um, mm-hmm. that have grown to do so much more. And the one that- I keep thinking of is uh, Stephen Subtick from Sugar Pine Seven and from uh, SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd and uh, Super Panic Frenzy. If you remember any of those, or if you watched any of those, I don't know if you did. But uh, you told me about SourceFed, right? Definitely, SourceFed was one of my uh, career inspirations yeah. for a long time. That was time. the okay. Yeah, I never watched them, but I know what you know. Yeah. Well, uh, Steven Septic started as a YouTube channel, um, and he pretty much only did Minecraft stuff for a long time, and he was pretty, he got pretty big, I think. Um, wait, wait, is this Jack Septic guy? No. Steven, okay, so Steven Septic, Septic is just a... Septic. Okay. It's not Septic. Septic. Septic? Septic. Septic. Yeah. <clears throat> With you. Um, yeah, and that's his real it. name. But yeah, so he got hired from SourceFed eventually. And he started making he started making some more stuff. It was definitely clickbait esque, um, but he did some other gaming stuff. I think he did some horror games, which is a whole nother category that started launching gamers into the YouTube community. Um, but he got hired for SourceFed, and then from the point where SourceFed got shut down, R.I.P. I love you. Um, he picked up with his own company called Sugar Pine Seven, uh, with a couple of other creators. And that channel has grown so much. It's actually incredible. They won a couple awards. They're a linear storytelling channel that's kind of meta, where they're kind of themselves, but their themselves on their channel is not themselves mm-hmm. in real life. It's very interesting, super cool. I suggest you watch. I think if you watch a little bit of it, you'll definitely understand because they're all exaggerated characters like, where it's like, like wrestling. you pick one or two aspects and they, that is them. They are or WWE, those characters, which I think is really cool. I like the way that YouTube's been growing lately. How do you feel you about see? YouTube Red? I have nothing to do with YouTube Red. I know very little to nothing besides... They definitely took too much time out of their campaigning for it, dedicated to, look at this content you'll never have unless you buy. And I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of that. I don't think anyone who watched YouTube was. And YouTube Red, I think it might have had potential at some point, but I think everyone's kind of given up on YouTube Red at this point. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, it's weird because I remember watching YouTube and it's it's not early, but earlier days before YouTube Red was a thing and hearing lots of creators talk about how uh, Google bought it. Now it's a corporation and uh, like I hate YouTube like it sucks like but I have to post here because there's nothing else and like nothing but slamming it. And then YouTube Red comes out and suddenly all those same creators are hopping on the bandwagon and taking Ooh. YouTube's money to produce their higher quality films. Yeah. Which is great because they all started out wanting to be filmmakers and mm-hmm. now they get to live their dream. But it's just strange that they would 
do it with the giant corporate company that they were all complaining about yeah um i think there are definitely some i think you saw uh joey graceffa is the only one i can think of right now but i know he had one i know gen x pen those kinds of youtubers specifically had a lot of hype about that kind of thing but i feel like there's there's almost generations of youtube creators who are going through this whole process with YouTube and the apocalypse and everything that's gone on with YouTube so far in very different ways where I feel like they're the original creators, uh, like Shane Dawson, Graveyard Girl, Dan and Phil, like, mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm talking about? Jenna Marbles, mm-hmm. Grace yeah. Helbig, all of those people, the, the OGs, the big names. They mm-hmm. are in a very different place right now than the people who started up along the way. You know what I mean? I feel like those original creators, those they're they're in their thirties right now. Just a little Whoa. tidbit, right? That's crazy. That's um, yeah. or at least some of them are. Um, but God, I bet I'd be famous if I was eighteen in two thousand five. Honestly, that's a huge portion of it, especially because there's so many creators wanting to mm-hmm. go on YouTube and just be where they're at, and it's like you, yeah. you, the standard is so much higher. Like, mm-hmm. it used to be you could just log on with a webcam and talk with your swoopy bangs into your computer, and you you were good. Yeah. But it's a lot different now. There's not really a an open uh, channel for, for new creators to, to become big anymore. Like, yeah. the people... See, that's the other thing about YouTube Red is that it kind of solidifies who the, the major creators are and who the everyone else is like it's it's very difficult to enter that world if you're not already in it or if you weren't there in 2005 yeah like i can see that i think i think it it kind of goes against what youtube what youtube set out to be originally yeah no definitely i think there are a few different types of people who have made it so quote unquote and Mm -hmm. that is like the originals then you have Every so often, your beauty gurus. I feel like beauty gurus are on a totally different level of... They're on a different scale of success where I think it's a little bit... You you know what your audience is. You know what you're doing. You know what your products are. You know everything like that. So I think mm-hmm. that that's kind of on a different scale than other YouTube creators are. And then you have the platform hoppers like the Vine stars who are now daily vloggers and... Who are, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about Casey Neistat. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I said daily vlog- vloggers, and I was like, oh, the king himself. Um, <laughs> but, and then you have the giant companies. You have like the BuzzFeeds, and you have um, the Clevers, and you have a whole bunch of other companies like that. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's we- interesting and weird to think of. And I, th- I say interesting too much to actually compare it to speaking my actual opinions (laughs) but i think it's just because i don't know how i feel about it you know what i I just i feel like when i was a kid i would watch youtube videos for two or three hours if i could like if i was allowed to i would just watch endlessly and now sometimes i'll hop on and i'll look at a couple creators and i won't like i don't have the range that i did when i was a kid like I, I don't have the variety of content anymore that I, I used to look at 
like four or five different channels per YouTube scrolling sessions. And now I don't, I don't get lost in the rabbit hole. I feel like it's a lot smaller world. Which... I, I completely agree with you. I, I, I still have my, I have a list of like 40 people I'm subscribed to, mm. um, mostly gaming channels. Yeah. Uh, and I used to hop on YouTube and literally like catch up on every single one, like just go down the list and watch all the new videos mm -hmm. and all the channels I subscribe to. Yeah, and now, same. you know, I watch one or two and then I get lost in a hole of interviews or weird yeah. other stuff. There's a, a video series that Shane Dawson and Graveyard Girl just collabed on on Shane's channel that sums this up, what's going on with that very well if you look at it just because they are like original creators they've been here they've both hit success and they both hit pl plateau for a long time and mm. i suggest you watch it if you're interested in this kind of thing uh because graveyard girl specifically she's the one who is having a little bit of difficulties with her channel lately she hasn't really had a lot going on since like 2014 there's been a lot of discredit on her and a lot of other personal situations in her life that they kind of go over in that video. But it's something that kind of outlines the struggle that a lot of the original creators or older creators are having on YouTube now. And I highly suggest you watch it because it's really enlightening and it definitely highlights some things that you wouldn't think about in that community or in that world anymore. Absolutely. And... <clears throat> There's so much more to YouTube than meets the eye anymore. I don't want to say that I'm over it because I do like going back and I do like watching videos every so often, but it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a little bit more contrived, I mm -hmm. think is the word I'd use. And it's not anything that I think anyone can do to change it. I think... Yeah, I think it was. I think it's like the 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 paradox of of people being in support of small business, but then small business has to grow, and then it becomes mm -hmm. big business, and then and then which is I kind want of small actually, business again. Yeah, not a, that's exactly what happened to YouTube. Honestly, is it was a yeah. it was a small company, and then it grew. Yeah, which is and I what think, we wanted. But... And we wanted those people to get like what they deserve for the work that they were putting in, but also at what point do you have to acknowledge that you fed this beast and now you have to either keep giving it what they need now to survive or you gotta like slowly start putting it on a diet i guess if we're going with that analogy where it's like but then i don't know if that would be possible i think i think in that analogy i think the only thing that you could do would be stop feeding the beast like if you wanted yeah. to fix that problem you'd have to move on to another platform but yeah. then the only platform big enough to support that many people which is popular enough to support the people who are already there is youtube like there's really yeah. no alternative at this point but also at that point the audience has to be okay with dumbing down as well everyone is so used now used to having these big spectacular elaborate things and if everyone wants to get mad at big business they also have to simultaneously be okay with going back to daily vlog or a story time without getting yeah. mad at those people for yeah. exploiting emotions or doing it. You, you have to be okay to get rid of the, spe the spectacle. Mm -hmm. We're a consumeristic society. I think that 
love capitalism. <laughs> don't, don't you love capitalism? Um, um, next time, next time on on this podcast, uh, I'd very much like to talk about the primary elections. Yeah. Um, I don't know if politics is on the table, but I'm going to do some research before June 5th in Cal- the, the primary yeah. election date in California. Um, I will join you on that. Everything is on the fun. table as long as it's not Sick. us. As long as it's not us. You know? Other people. I just really shit. like talking about other people's shit. So yeah. I think that's probably where we're going to leave it. It's going to be a little shorter yeah. of an episode today. Dude, we've but, been talking for an hour. That was... Uh... But the energy was a little bit more chill so next time yeah we'll try and come at you with more stuff there's a lot of movies hard coming politics. out this summer <laughs> hard politics how do you politics how do, how do you politics hard hard politics hard <laughs> this Shout is the second time Christalia. we've this is the second time we used a crystalia <laughs> joke in this podcast so i guess if we're just going to be stealing content now that's what we're going to be doing yeah so. nothing is original everything is stolen everything is stolen comedy's not real all right love you guys <laughs>